In the end of Parsha's Bereshis, we have the story with man acting very, very corrupt. And almost at the very end of the Parsha, the Pasuk says that Hashem says, Ki nichamti ki asisim. Hashem says, nichamti. What does nichamti mean? Hashem says, Rashi explains that Hashem is saying, I thought what to do because of the fact that I made them. So the Rebbe asks a number of questions. The word nichamti simply and usually is an expression of regret. So nichamti ki asisim simply would mean that Hashem is regretting the fact that He made man. So why is Rashi explaining that nichamti means I thought what to do because I made man? Furthermore, the Rebbe says, in the very previous Pasuk, where there, there's also a similar expression, where it says that Hashem, Vayinochem Hashem, that Hashem is Vayinochem for making man, says Rashi, call Nichum Shebemikra. Every time we find such an expression of Nichum, is an expression of reconsidering, change of mind, regret. So why suddenly is Rashi giving us a different Pirush over here, Nichamti means I thought what to do with them. I thought what to do about the fact that I made man. Now, simply you might say, because it's difficult to say that Hashem is regretting something. And that's why Rashi is saying, Chashavti, I was thinking what to do. But the problem is, as we just said on the previous Pasuk, on those words, Vayinocham Hashem, that's where Rashi is saying that Hashem's thought was, so to speak, Vayachol changed into Midas Hadin. The Rebbe asks another question. The words, Ki Asisim, Nichamti Ki Asisim. Now, Kiasisim sounds like it's supposed to be giving a reason. Nichamti, why am I regretting or, or thinking about what to do? So you would think the reason is because of how man is acting. But Rashi is saying, in other words, be, because of Rabbah Rosad and because of all the terrible things that, that people are doing. But Rashi is saying, Nichamti, why? The Pasuk is saying, Nichamti, according to the way Rashi is explaining, I thought what to do. Kiasisim, how is this a reason for why I need to be thinking about what to do? Says the Rebbe, we're going to understand this by first looking at another part of our Rashi, an earlier piece on the Pasuk, where there also it seems like Rashi is not explaining according to Pshutish Mikra. The Pasuk says, Vayoyimer Hashem Emche Sodom. Hashem says, I'm going to you, I'm going to Emche. What does Emche mean? Emche Sodom. So Rashi says that man is made out of offer, made out of dust. I'm going to bring water, says Hashem. The Emche, I'm going to dissolve him. Dissolving earth, dust in water. That's why there's this expression of Emche. The Rebbe asks again, simply the word emche means to wipe out, to obliterate. Like we find by Amalek, Hashem says, Mochei emche, I'm going to erase. Mochei timche, you should erase Amalek. Why is Rashi giving us this new pshat of it? I'm going to bring water and I'm going to dissolve him. Says the Rebbe, the explanation is that we cannot say, over here Rashi, Hashem is saying, I'm going to completely wipe out all of humanity and animals, etc. Why? Because we clearly see. Noyach and his family remain, along with everything else on the Teva. The fact is, we still have a world today with people and animals, etc. So clearly, Hashem is not erasing everything, not wiping everything out. This is why Rashi says, Emche is an expression of dissolving, dissolving in water. And that's why there's no contradiction that those things that were protected from the water in the Teva remain in existence and remain alive. Because the Xero was not to completely wipe out and to obliterate, but rather just to dissolve them in water. And that's why all of those things that were not in the water, in other words, from the, from the dry land, the animals and the people that were not in the water, are saved. The Rebbe points out in the Ha'ara that we find that the fish in the water are saved. 
So, so again, this idea of dissolving is only the things that need to be protected from the water. Those things get dissolved, and if they are protected, they don't, they don't, they don't get erased. Says the Rebbe in a similar way. When we come now to Nichamti Kiasisim, when Hashem says Nichamti Kiasisim, we cannot say it means Hashem is regretting creating man. Because from the, again, from the fact that we have Noach and his family and all of the world, clearly Hashem didn't regret completely making man. And that's why Rashi says Nichamti means I have thought what to do about the man that I have created. I, we said before that Rashi says that every time it says Nichum, it is an expression of reconsideration and regret. So the Rebbe says the truth of the matter is we are going to explain the word Nichamti over here in a similar way. That Hashem is re- regretting or reconsidering something. But not reconsidering creating man. Reconsidering something else as we will soon see. Now, you could ask a very, very simple question. How could we say that what's forcing Rashi to say Nichamti Kiasisim does not mean Charota regret from the fact that Noach and his family remain? In the very previous posik where Rashi gave us this klal, that every time it says nichamti means an expression of regret, is on the posik vayinochem Hashem kiyoso esodem, that Hashem is regretting making man, Hashem's, Hashem's machshavo is changing to midas hadin, etc. So clearly there Hashem, Rashi is saying that Hashem in his mind regretted this. So how is our Pasuk different? Why suddenly in our Pasuk, we, can't we say that, that Nichamti means regretting, because as we're explaining, because then all of man would have had to be erased, etc. How is our Pasuk different to the previous Pasuk? So the Rebbe says the difference is a very, very simple one. In the previous Pasuk, the expression was, Hashem is saddened in his heart. In other words, this whole, this reconsideration, etc., is not a gzayda that came down into speech. It's all kavayachal, so to speak, in Hashem's own mind. And therefore, it's not such a question why it didn't come down practically, because the decree never happened. Hashem never verbalized it. Hashem is just reconsidering. Hashem is regretting making man, etc. Whereas in our Pasek, when the Pasek says, Vayoymer Hashem, that Hashem is saying, Em ches adam and Nichamti Kiasisim. In other words, here we're speaking about a Gzader already that came down into speech. If it's Hashem's decree that came down into speech, it's going to have to be fulfilled. And that's why we cannot say that it means that Hashem is making the decree to obliterate, to completely wipe out all of the creatures, because then there shouldn't have been anything left. And this is why in our Pasuk Rashi has to say that the Nichamti, that the regret is not regarding the actual creation of man itself. Says the Rebbe. So now how do we look at these Pesukim? What's happening? In the previous Pasuk, Hashem is considering to completely wipe man out. In our Pasuk, the decree is actually becoming lessened. It's becoming lighter. It's becoming only to dissolve man, and therefore, some people might remain, those that are saved from the water. Says the Rebbe. And says the Rebbe, what actually is bringing to this leniency? That's the continuation of the Pasuk. We want to know Kiasis and how it's a reason. Nichamti kiasisim, why am I now thinking about what to do with them differently than I was thinking earlier? I don't want to completely obliterate them. I'm only going to dissolve them. Kiasisim, Hashem says, because I have made them. They're Hashem's handiwork. They're Hashem's creations. And therefore, chashavti malasi, therefore I need to think of something else to do. In other words, not how to destroy them, but a different way how to actually make them survive. And this is why, what am I going to do? I'm only going to dissolve them in water. Says the Rebbe, now we can go back and explain how the word emchov here is an expression of reconsideration or regret. But again, not in the sense that he's regretting creating man, 
but rather reconsidering the previous thought and the previous Pasuk Hashem is thinking perhaps of, 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 of wiping everything out. And Hashem is now reconsidering that and saying, no, I'm only going to dissolve them in water and therefore Noach and his family are going to be able to remain alive. The Rebbe gives us two very, very powerful heroes from all of this. Number one, how careful we need to be in our speech. Just like by Hashem, if it would have come down in speech already, it would have been exeter that would have to be fulfilled. So to every yid, tzadikim, yidin are, are all tzadikim, and it says tzadikim are similar to their creator. We need to be so careful with the words that come out of our mouth, not to, never to say anything negative about another yid, because the words itself could end up being harmful. We know the Gemara says the Lashonara kills three people. The one who says the Lashonara, the one who listens to the Lashonara, and the one who it's about. Now the one who says and listens, we understand they're doing an Aveda, but what about the person who it's about? What, what did he do wrong in this sense? Why is he being harmed? And the answer is because speech brings out things that were concealed inside and now revealing them. A person may have done something wrong, but as long as it was still hidden... Hashem is patient with him. He might do tshuva, etc., etc. But when we speak about it, we're bringing it out to the surface level. We're bringing it out to the fore. And now this could cause kitrugim chas v'shalom, prosecutions chas v'shalom against this person. We need to be so careful with the words we say. Says the Rebbe, another point. What's the reason why it didn't actually come down into speech? Because even in the previous Pasuk, it's only, as Rashi says in this passage, So I was only thinking about what to do. But it never came down into speech yet. That means even in the thought, there wasn't an absolute decision yet to chas v'shalom, destroy all of mankind. Hashem was considering it. But therefore, it could still be changed to good, and that Noyach and all of those who were with him could be saved, etc. Says the Rebbe, the Hoyra, again to us, says, when we chas v'shalom see about another year, something terrible, Rabbaro Asadam, he's very terrible, a big Yitzhara, etc. But when we think about the fact that it's Hashem, he's Hashem's creation, like Hashem says, ki asisim, then we don't immediately go and paskin chas v'shalom, give a verdict against another person, even in our thoughts. Because as we said, even Hashem didn't come down and absolutely give that verdict in his thought. Hashem was considering. We have to judge a person always favorably. If Hashem, who knows what's going on in a person's heart, and Hashem can never make a mistake, chas v'shalom, and yet Hashem does not want an absolute way, paskin, something negative about the person, how much more so human beings that could make mistakes, that surely we shouldn't just give out verdicts and, and say things about other people in absolute ways, because could be we are making a mistake, and as the Mishnah says, have they done, we should always be judging every single person, lekav favorably.